Hey guys, Arjun here from the Twin Cast, about to give you a mini review of two movies I saw over the weekend, Whiplash and Ad Astra. Be sure these will be spoiler-filled reviews, so go watch the movies. If you have not, come back, listen to this review, make sure to hit that subscribe button, comment down below, what are your thoughts on these two films? So the first one I'm going to talk about is Ad Astra. Ad Astra, I will say, is one of the best films of last year and one of the best sci-fi films to come out of the last 10 years. So Ad Astra follows Brad Pitt, a kind of introspective astronaut who is struggling kind of with relationship with his wife and his kids. And he finds out that there have been electrical surges that his father has caused and is trying to understand where these electrical surges are coming from. And kind of, it's an existential movie about where his place in life and humanity. So it's it's kind of a hard film to encapsulate and try to describe because there's so much going on in the film that I think it's better if someone to, were to watch it before actually, before, instead of listening to me trying to describe it. And there will be spoilers for this film, so be warned by that. But I will say this, Ad Astra is one of the best films I think that has come out, as I said, in sci-fi in the last 10 years. It seems like it's a combination of both Arrival, Blade Runner, Interstellar, movies set in space, but it also has such a potent beauty about it. The film is so beautifully shot. Brad Pitt's performance is exhilarating. I think it's one of the best movies. I'm telling you, I think it's one of the best movies of last year. I, I think it's in my top 10 favorite movies of last year. So the biggest part of this film, one of the biggest positives is Brad Pitt's performance. Brad Pitt's plays someone who's in his own head. He's very introspective. He's quiet. And he's haunted by the disappearance of his father many, many years ago. And this kind of disappearance has weighed on him for many years. And he's still struggling with his father's disappearance. And I think that he feels like he is defined by his father. I think there he feels defined by him as everyone compares him to his father who is viewed as a hero. And he feels defined by his father and that and this rage that his father left him for space so he can't he's not able to connect with other people like his wife and his marriage in the first scene seems to be falling apart. And what I really took from this film was this kind of the relationship between father and son, how a father's legacy can kind of, I don't know how to describe it per se, but how can they can, it can define a child and how he feels defined by his father's actions. And I think that's a very powerful message, right? Lineage is so important and kind of carrying on a legacy. And he tries to carry on his father's legacy but he feel he, he's not sure what to think of his father. He's so kind. He's so distant from him that all his relationships with him are he doesn't really know him. And I think that not knowing him and feeling this grave distance between the two is so important. And that's why he embarks on this mission to find where his father is. And I think that's just a brilliant, a brilliant way to tell a story. The other thing I absolutely loved about this movie about Brad Pitt's performance is the narration. For some people, the narration did not work, I read. I think it absolutely worked. I think that the narration worked exceptionally well because it gave us an insight into his mind, trying to understand him, who he was, how he's defined. And this, how he is defined, and we try to understand his psyche and what makes him, his 
and what kind of drives him. And it's very hard to understand what drives him because he's so distant from everyone around him. So the narration is needed to provide an excellent characterization. The other thing I, the other thing I really enjoyed about this film was the cinematography. The cinematography is so atmospheric and builds such great tension and creates such a beautiful imagery of space that I wished I had seen it in theaters when it came out. The film moves, cinematography moves so beautifully and it's able almost, the different color palettes kind of show Brad Pitt's, if you notice, kind of what his feelings are because he's most worried and if the colors are red, the, there's a red palette when he's most worried when his father sends back a mysterious message after he, after, so the, the scene is where he sends his father a message. It seems like a response has been given and he's being kind of pushed out of space calm. And because of this, there's red colors and it shows kind of his mood and the his different moods and his different feelings are displayed through the color palette that is shown in Ad Astra. And that is so, I think that's a beautiful thing. It really, it really resonated with me. And I thought the film itself is just so fantastic for it. It's different, the different color, the mood, the cinematography adds almost another character. Space is so beautifully photographed and really helps to make the audience understand what is occurring. And I think that was an absolutely brilliant piece of this film. And I think that the cinematography is a great part. And another thing I want to talk about was the actually brilliant, just the brilliant messaging of the film. And I think that the last sequence in the ending monologue are some of, I think they could rival the ending of Parasite and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for one of the best endings of last year and maybe one of the best endings of the decade. This film ends on such a beautiful and so- and just a mildly optimistic note as well, right? He gives a monologue about his life and how he's not sure what's going to happen, but he knows that being connected with other people provides true meaning as we are alone in this universe. I thought that monologue truly showed a potent beauty of the film, how the messaging, we need to let go of people and we need to surround ourselves and we need to be vulnerable and we need to care about other people. We need to be attentive to those around our world. And I was just dazzled. I was dazzled by that ending. It it hit me in a different way. It hit me in a sci-fi way. Not like the fantastic ending of Interstellar, but in a way that I think is much more subtle rather than Nolan's kind of grandiose ending to that film, but much more somber and um, not tragic. It's very somber but it, there's a cautious optimism to it that I think that I really loved. And because of the times that we are living in right now, that message of caution, cautious optimism truly resonated in my heart. And I absolutely loved it. I think that the relationship between Tommy Lee Jones, that one scene between Tommy Lee Jones and Brad Pitt, where the father is kind of, not treating his son well and says, I don't care about you. All I care about is space. And now he is being consumed by space and finding meaning in space, right? His whole life has been surrounded by finding meaning in space and how Brad Pitt also thought he would find meaning in space. But what 
truly occurred was that that's not what occurs. What truly makes someone is the relationships with everyone around them. It's not a nihilistic message. It's more of a beautiful message that resonated in someone's heart. And I think it resonated with me over other films of that message of true, both true acceptance of who you are and your circumstances. And this kind of idea of going on the great beyond, it's kind of an antithesis to space, right? Discover somewhere you've never seen before. That's not what the film is about. The film is about discovering true meaning in life, discovering life itself, and discovering how life is created by the relationships with others and how that is impacted by his poor relationship with his father. And that poor relationship with his father, and when he lets his go, father go metaphorically and also fig- figuratively and literally, it shows how he finds this kind of new sense of hope that he never had felt before in the whole movie. And that scene coupled with the ending monologue are some of the most beautiful stuff in a film I've seen in a long time. For the negatives, I just say the space scene is a little cheesy. I would say like the them flying and floating around in space, like a bunch of kind of float. No, no, not the space scene. What am I saying? The moon fight scene is not needed. I think it was just used for kind of for trailer and to entice more audiences to come. But besides that, this is an introspective film. It's not for anyone. It's very divisive and I can understand why people aren't the biggest fan of it because it's, it's not like any other space movie I've seen in a long time. It's no Martian. It's no interstellar. It's much more somber, much more introspective. I think James Gray is a very underrated director just from this film. And I think that anyone who has not seen it should definitely go watch it. And I am going to give this movie an A minus. The other film I wanted to talk about was the brilliant Whiplash. Whiplash follows Andrew Neiman, played by Miles Teller, as he's controlled by this very destructive and narcissistic um, music teacher played by J.K. Simmons. And I have to say... First of all, wow, this is one of the most lauded films of the past 10 years as everyone absolutely loves it. And I can understand why it's both so beautiful. It's got this inherent beauty to it about relationships, obsession, passion, all these different things included in a movie about jazz drumming, which I didn't think I was going to be interested at all because I'm not the biggest, I don't really know how to play an instrument. I used to play violin, but I gave that up. So I, I was not sure what I was going to think. And when I watched it, I was truly entranced. This film is transcendent. The cinematography is fantastic. One of the one of my top 10 favorite films of the decade. I think it's brilliant. I think if you have not seen it, you should definitely go watch it. It is absolutely awesome. And I would say anyone who has not seen it, go watch it. So the film follows Andrew Neiman. And Neiman is a very like nice boy, but he's misguided. His obsession and his passion to be the best has kind of blinded him from relationships and he's kind of become distant from some of his family and friends as he, there's a great scene in the film where he's making fun of his cousin who plays for this um, tier three or division three, as I should say, football school. And they have a great interaction between the two, which I thought was just, it was hilarious that interaction between the two as he insults him. And I, I just, I absolutely loved it. That interaction just made my day. It put a big smile on my face. And 
So I think he's misguided. And Fletcher preys upon this misguidedness. Fletcher, played by J.K. Simmons brilliantly, which he won a very well-deserved Oscar. Fletcher is this very angry and kind of demeaning music teacher or coach, as you could call it, who tries to control his students and who has never been a talented musician. Because after there's a scene where he's been fired from the conservatory and because he was fired from the conservatory, he becomes a jazz pianist and we see he's talented, but he's no like, like one of, he's none of, he's not one of the greats as I, what I'm saying. He is a music teacher who's so narcissistic and has such a big ego. The only way he thinks he can truly succeed is through going through other people. He succeeds through other people. And he sees Andrew Neiman, who has this drive and this passion that's positive, but there's also a negative side to that obsession. And he becomes consumed by it for the first half of the film. As more and more things keep occurring, he becomes more and more consumed by this obsession. And what happened is almost an explosion of sorts in the in the film where he explodes at him after he's hit by a car and tries to perform a song but cannot. Fletcher throws him out and there's an attack. So that's the first half. The first half of the film is very good. I would give it about a four out of five, okay? Or maybe like an A minus. It's an A minus. And he is struggling, right? He is being consumed. He breaks off relationship. He comes into conflict with his family. It's so, it's just awesome. And the first half is really good. It's really good. It's nothing like the second half though. I will, I'll talk about, it. I'll go in a little bit more in depth a little bit later, but in the first half, he's being consumed by this obsession. He breaks off a girl. He was this very nice girlfriend, everything. He kind of tries to destroy any relationship he has to be devoted to music and to be devoted to Fletcher. The second half is where I think the film goes from an A minus to an A to an A. The second half is an A plus in my books. It is an A plus. It is so beautiful. It is so brilliant. It is so fantastic. So let me tell you what the first, what this half is about. After he's thrown out of the conservatory and is sent to kind of work in a, like a, I don't even know where he works. I think he works at like a sandwich shop, something like that. And he's given up music. He feels depressed. He's hanging out with his father. He's broken up with his girlfriend. He has nothing going for him. He's burned all of his bridges, as someone would say. But what happens is he meets Fletcher in this bar. And the meeting in the bar is one of the best scenes. As there's a foreshadowing talking about Charlie Parker and how we see him, he is going to become Charlie Parker. And fast forward, we find out that Fletcher has betrayed him by making them play a song that he has never played. He has never played. So he is embarrassed in in this jazz festival that Fletcher has invited him to from the, so in the coffee shop scene, let me preface. He tells him, I want you to play on my team, my band, I guess you could say. And he does, but he tells him, we're going to play two songs you know so well. But instead he plays a song that he doesn't know And this ruin, it makes Andrew look like a fool. He walks out, he's hugged by his father. And when his father hugs him, that's the moment he realizes, the moment he realizes, I don't need to be Fletcher's approval. My father, someone loves me, and he plays the show of his life. 
those are the big plot points. And that ending, that solo extended drum solo is absolutely fantastic. It was so beautiful, so awesome. I absolutely loved it. It riveted me to the core. I just, I can't keep talking about it. I know I'm going a little bit kind of skipping around the film, but I just, it shocked me how much I love that scene. It was so good. It, it made me, there was a huge grin on my face. It was a huge grin. I mean, it was so awesome and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was so amazing. And I just, that ending scene shocked me about how much I loved it. It made the move from an A minus to me to an A possible a plus the more i rewatch it it was a solid a it was so good it's going to slowly be creeping up into my top 30 films i know that for for a fact because this film was absolutely brilliant i thought it riveted me it moved me to the core i felt something so i felt something in that ending and i think that the performance the cinematography all these different aspects work together to make a great film. I think that J.K. Simmons provides a great performance that that made me understand kind of how talented of an actor he is. He becomes pretty buff if you watch him. He's very like buff. He's got big muscles and he's very angry and he he doesn't have any talent. So he tries to have talent through his students. And that, that's a very that's a very interesting way of writing a plot and a story. And how he is this kind of, he's this narcissist, but he's also, he's a narcissist to be, to be perfectly honest. He tries to kind of understand everything, tries to be great through his students. And that greatness through his students is a powerful theme that runs through the film. And I think J.K. Simmons gives an excellent performance. Miles Teller, who I learned actually knows how to drum in real life. And is absolutely brilliant, gives a great performance. I think everyone in this film is great. The cinematography is pretty good. It's not fantastic. It's no Ad Astra. Ad Astra, awesome cinematography, riveted me to the core. But this film has good cinematography. That would be my one nitpick. This film is absolutely awesome. I think anyone who has not seen it should definitely go see it. I would give this one an A. So wrapping up my final thoughts, I think that everyone should go see these two movies, form their own opinions. I think that Ad Astra might be the better film, but I prefer Whiplash. Um, and I think that anyone who has not seen it should definitely go watch it. I think it's awesome. I think that there's not much I can say. There's not much similarity I saw, but I just want to talk about two movies I saw recently and wanted to kind of discuss. And I, I have to say, I, I absolutely love both films. I am so pleased. I got to see some great movies over the extended weekend. And I just want to say thank you so much to our audience. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave a comment to make us the number one film and movie podcast in the world. I wanted to say thank you so much to our audience and make sure to reel it in.